Welcome back to Pop Culture Podcast. My name is Spencer, and right off the bat, I want to say I'm sorry. I know you can probably hear it in the background. I have the fan on, but it's hot in here, so cut me some slack, okay? Uh, it's only for the intro. But in this episode, I will be reviewing 1994's The Santa Claus, 2002's The Santa Claus 2, 2006's The Santa Claus 3, The Escape Clause, the first two episodes of The Santa Claus is on Disney Plus, and that is it. Uh, but basically, if you don't know, this podcast is an audio compilation of my videos on YouTube, which you can find on YouTube at The Film Punch. Uh, not only can you get the video form of all these reviews, but you can also get them earlier over on the channel. So I highly recommend going over there if you want to get these reviews as early as you can. But yeah, those are all my reviews for today. I said everything I need to say. So let's thank today's sponsors. This episode is sponsored by Audible, which, if you don't know, has a great selection of audiobooks, originals, and podcasts. And right now, if you go to www.audibletrial.com slash popculturepodcast, you can get a free 30-day trial of Audible Plus, which lets you listen to a selection of audiobooks, originals, sleep tracks, meditation programs, and podcasts. Or you can get a free 30-day trial of Audible Premium Plus, which gives you all of that from Audible Plus as well as one free title per month from an extended selection of bestsellers and new releases. And you own those, so that's awesome. So uh, yeah, if you want to go get that 30-day free trial of Audible, that website is www.audibletrial.com slash popculturepodcast. Now on with the show. It's 106 miles to Chicago. We got a full tank of gas, half a pack of cigarettes. It's dark, and we're wearing sunglasses. Hit it. So 1994's The Santa Claus is directed by John Pasquin, written by Leo Benvenuti and Steve Rudnick, starring fellow Michigander Tim Allen as Scott Calvin. We also have Judge Reinhold as Neil, Wendy Crewson as Laura, we have Eric Lloyd as Charlie, and David Krumholtz as Bernard. And uh, what can I say about this movie? It's one of my favorites. I love this movie. It's... One of my favorite Christmas movies, I should say. Is it one of my like top 10 favorite movies of all time? No, but this is a movie I rewatch every year around Christmas. And yes, I'm going to be watching a lot of movies around Christmas time and reviewing them. Uh, I would have added this movie, but the new series is coming out on Disney Plus soon, The Santa Clauses. Uh, I will actually be reviewing that in a few days. Uh, I believe it comes out on the 16th, and on the 16th, I will be posting my review for the Santa Claus 3, the Escape Clause, and then the day after it comes out, I will be posting my review for the first two episodes. So this is the beginning in a series of kind of Santa Claus-related reviews. Um, but yeah, like I said, this is one of my favorite Christmas movies. I rewatch this movie every single year around Christmas time. Um, so you know I had to rewatch these these films in preparation excuse me, for the series. But uh, yeah, as I said before, Tim Allen is a Michigander, uh, which is what people from Michigan call themselves, I guess. Uh, but yeah, it, it's cool to see him in this movie as Santa Claus. Um, he starts off as kind of a douchebag. Um, and obviously this review is not for kids after saying that. But uh yeah, he starts off as a douchebag, not very, not very good dad. Uh, definitely, you know, he has an ex-wife, so you know that things didn't end too well there. And he's just kind of a selfish, narcissistic kind of guy. Um, so, yeah, that's kind of how he starts off. And the thing I love about the movie is just how he completely changes, um, even though things are are down on him. And even though he wants to quit, he's still picks up his duties as Santa Claus because he doesn't want to let down all the kids in the world. Um, it's sweet. And this does tug at my heartstrings, especially towards the end of the movie. 
uh, the line where Charlie, and I mean, I'm getting into spoilers here, but it's a Christmas movie that came out in 1994, so it's been out for a while, and if I'm spoiling a Christmas movie, does it really matter that much? I don't know, that's just my, my personal opinion, but yeah, um, <clears throat> towards the end there, Charlie has a line where he says, I love you, Santa Claus, and I'm, oh my god, every time I watch this movie and he says that line, that makes me cry. Um, and then when Laura, his ex-wife, finds out, like, or realizes that he is Santa Claus and is just like, oh my god, it's you, that makes me cry. Um, I don't know, it's just these kinds of movies that, that make you feel good around the holiday season and tug at your heartstrings and make you feel happy and warm. And that's just what this movie does for me. Um, it's a very funny movie, too. There's there's a lot of... And surprisingly, in this movie, he isn't Santa Claus for the whole movie. He isn't in the North Pole for the whole movie. We're probably in the North Pole for maybe like 10, 15 minutes tops in this movie. And and maybe not even that. Um, whereas in the second and third films, we spent a lot more time there. But uh, I, I just love the set design, especially for the scenes we are in the North Pole. Uh, the set design there is very creative and very practical for the most part. Um, which, speaking of which, the practical effects in this movie are pretty pretty good. Uh, but the CGI, of course, being in the 90s, most of it is god-awful. Especially when you have the scenes where, like, the reindeer are kind of going off the roof and starting to, um, starting to fly or whatever. And they, like, go down off the roof and start flying. That looks completely horrible just absolutely terrible um there's other other scenes that the cgi looks horrible in but uh that's all i'll really mention there uh but if you haven't watched this movie i definitely recommend it and you know people might have not have watched this movie because they don't celebrate christmas i don't think that matters just watch it it's it makes you feel good it, it's a fun movie tim mountain is great in the film Honestly, everybody in this movie does a really great job. Uh, Wendy Kirsten, Drudge Reinhold, uh, Eric Lloyd, his character, Charlie, the son of Scott Calvin, seems a lot more mature for a kid his age, which they never say his age, but this kid looks under 10 years old, probably between like, I don't know, seven and maybe not even, well, yeah, maybe like seven to nine. Um, so this kid is young as hell. And he, he just picks up on things like, you don't like Neil very much, do you? Um, and he has just like so many questions. He's like, what's that? A rose such a clatter? What's that? And then he wakes up with his dad and a rose such a clatter? I, I don't know. Something about the way that that kid talks in the movie. I'm just like, he sounds a lot older than he is. But I don't know. Maybe that's completely irre irrelevant. It probably is. Uh, but for those of you who have seen this movie, you probably remember the Denny scene. Something about the Denny scene in this movie is the thing I remember more than anything else in this whole film. Um, I, I don't know why. I love that scene. Again, just can't explain it. I have no idea why. That is my one of my favorite scenes in this movie, if not my favorite, is just, you know, Tim Allen burning the turkey and them trying to find a place to go eat. He sits down in the Denny's and then there's like other dads with their kids and you can tell they're divorced because the wife isn't there and they're just all sitting there like, yep, how you doing? Burnt the turkey. Yep. And then they're out of everything too. Um, so, uh, what was the whole line there? He's like, oh, I'd love a, two glasses of your ice cold eggnog. And Charlie's like, I don't like eggnog. And the wa waitress is like, we're out. And then he's like, can I have chocolate milk? She's like, oh, we're out. And he says, play milk is fine. She starts walking away. He's like, at least we know they have hot apple pie. And she's like, we did. Oh, my God. <laughs> Let's see this fucking hilarious. Uh, oh, my God. Yeah, peak comedy, peak comedy. But uh, here's something I heard. I can't remember where, uh, but this is a very good quote here. You don't go to Denny's, you end up at Denny's. And, and this film is just showing that, so. Uh, but yeah, let me see what other notes I have here. Oh yeah, there's some elements in this movie where they talk about Santa Claus not really being real. And talking about how Neil's character talked to Charlie about 
how Santa is like, you know, something people just, in a way, kind of like God. It's just like something some people choose to believe in, um, whether or not it's real or not. And then, you know, that you have Tim Allen's character saying, of course I believe in Santa and whatnot. But as soon as, uh, as soon as Charlie's character wakes him up, he's like, oh, maybe it's Santa. He's like, Charlie, shut the, shut the fuck up. Okay. This is real man shit. We got, we got an intruder. Um, but also Charlie was way too excited about the fact that his dad probably killed Santa Claus because you have Santa on the ground, Tim Allen's standing there. Then Charlie comes out. He's like, you got him. I was like, what the fuck, Charlie? Jesus Christ. Um, if anybody's turning into Jigsaw, because people like to say Kevin McAllister from Home Alone turned into Jigsaw. Now, if anybody's turning into Jigsaw, it is, uh, it is Charlie. So yeah, there you go. Um, but yeah, maybe they'll be accomplices. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, this movie, uh, it has some weird elements to it, such as the whole aspect of, you know, cause, um, Scott Calvin's character after killing Santa Claus, putting on the outfit, he starts to gain weight starts to look like Santa Claus and, uh, and Neil and Laura start to think that he's just completely delusional and decides to try and take custody over Charlie. And, uh, yeah, he ends up getting arrested in one spot. He gets out and, uh, excuse me, they think that he kidnapped Charlie and it, it just gets really crazy. They have a whole police line up and Laura's like, no, it's not any of them. Oh my God, where's my baby boy? Um, but yes, it, it gets crazy for sure. And uh, to think it gets crazier in the other movies, at least from what I remember. In the second one, you have like a toy Santa and the third one, you have Jack Frost played by... Uh, Martin Short, right? Is it Martin Short? I think so. Uh, playing playing Jack Frost in that movie, and he basically becomes Santa. Yeah, it's a whole thing. I'll you'll I'll get to that in the other reviews, but yeah, to think it does get crazier than that. But I don't know. There there are some slightly ever so slightly adult themes in this movie. Uh, well, yeah, there's some hidden adult adult humor as well. There's one scene in particular where Scott is talking to an elf named Judy and uh he's like oh you're uh you look you look pretty good for your age because she said she was like I don't know 12 1200 years old or some shit like that because elves you know um and she's like oh I'm flattered but I'm actually seeing someone and he's like okay I'm just like ooh, that's a little problematic they wouldn't get away with that in a movie nowadays Unless it was, you know, maybe rated R, but yeah, um, it's just small things like that where you're like, ooh, yeah, uh, this is definitely not a movie that was made anytime, at any time near the 2010s on. So, uh, yeah, I I'm very curious to see where they're going to take the series and what kind of humor they're going to have in there. I'm sure it's going to be a lot more. I don't want to say the first Santa Claus, like this original Santa Claus movie is not family friendly, but I have a feeling that the Disney Plus series is going to be even more so the way they kind of did with Hocus Pocus, making Hocus Pocus a lot less scary, a lot more family friendly, and I don't know, kind of, kind of having a little more heartfelt stuff, I, I, I guess you could say, I don't know. It's not really the word I'm looking for, but you, you, maybe you know what I mean. Uh, but yeah, let me see if I have any other notes here. I don't think I do. Um, yeah, I think that might be it. Uh, yeah, that's all I got. Uh, what does that say there? Oh, hidden adult humor. Last last little thing I'll give to you here before I uh, I end this review. Uh, he, this is the scene where he's, uh, the, the, the sack of toys or whatever, he's flying with it. And Charlie's like, dad, you're flying. And he's like, it's okay. I lived through the sixties. And I'm just like, yeah, it's kind of funny to think about considering that Tim Allen got arrested in an airport with, uh, cocaine, I believe with the intent to sell. Uh, I, I don't remember the, the exact thing that happened there, but I was just like, ha ha ha. <laughs> that's funny uh, i'm pretty sure that happened before this movie came out too so this this uh 
the whole cocaine thing predates this movie. It predates Toy Story. Um, probably predates Home Improvement. I don't know if it predates that. But, yeah. Uh, just interesting to see how things are different now. Because nowadays, if, uh, if something like that happened, this guy would not go on to be in a Disney movie. He wouldn't go on to play Santa Claus. He wouldn't go on to... Uh, to play Buzz Lightyear in an animated movie. So it's just interesting to see how things have changed over time, not only with humor, but the way that, you know, the the way that we let actors be in certain things and not be in other things, depending on, you know, their publicity and, and what they've done and uh, whether or not they are fit to kind of be in a movie. And you know what I mean? Yeah, you know what I mean. <laughs> There's a whole lot of that right now. Uh, but yeah, sorry. I'm a little tired if I seem a little slow. Um, it, it's getting late. And also, I have a bit of a cold right now. So, not feeling too great. But I did want to come on and make this review for the Santa Claus. Because it's one of my favorites. And if I'm going to watch it, I'm going to review it, you know? So I uh, should be back tomorrow with my review for the Santa Claus 2. Oh, I got to rank it. I almost forgot. Uh, you know, it's not the best movie of all time, but I'm going to go ahead and give it an 8.5 out of 10 just for the fact that it was uh, one of my favorites growing up and still one of my favorites now. I rewatch it every Christmas. Uh, this is easily in my top three, top three with Elf and... Excuse me, Jesus. Uh, with Elf... <laughs> can't talk with elf and home alone uh, i'm not sure exactly where where i would rank all three of those but they are in my top three so um yeah 8.5 i think that's pretty legit but i would love to know what you guys think uh, what would you give this movie if you had to give it a ranking like i did uh if you have seen it that is and if you haven't seen it comment down below and tell me if you're planning on watching it this holiday season or watching it before the Santa Clauses comes out. Or uh, tell me if you're going to watch the Santa Clauses. Also interested to uh, to hear that. Thank you all for watching. As I said, I'll be back tomorrow with my review for the Santa Claus 2. Leave a like on the video. Subscribe. Hit that notification bell so you never miss an upload. And I will see you in the next one. Alright, so 2002's The Santa Claus 2 is the sequel to the 1994 film, which is crazy to see. There's a whole eight to nine year gap between the first and second film, uh, but that's not the most unusual thing to happen in the world of movies. You know, take uh, Avatar, for example. But yeah, this stars Tim Allen, of course, as Scott Calvin slash Santa Claus, also plays Toy Santa in the movie, which I'll get to in a bit. Uh, but we also have Elizabeth Mitchell introduced as Carol. Uh, we have David Krumholtz coming back as Bernard. Eric Lloyd coming back as uh, Scott's son, Charlie. We have Spencer Breslin being introduced to the cast as Curtis. Uh, Judge Reinhold comes back as Neil Miller. Uh, Liliana Mummy gets introduced as Lucy Miller, the, uh, the daughter to Neil and Laura. Laura being played by Wendy Crewson from the first film. Uh, and then also, I'll get to these other actors in a second, but we have some actors playing, uh, playing different icons from different holidays, so talk to, talk about that in a second, how I feel about it, but yeah, basically in this sequel, we have this whole plot that Santa needs to get married in order to stay Santa, and while he is off in the normal world trying to find a wife, they make this toy Santa, which is basically like a toy AI version of him. And uh, he takes over. He becomes a tyrant, of course, and has this whole evil plot. And I got to be honest, even as a kid, I didn't really love this whole toy Santa plot. Rewatching it now, I don't like this toy Santa plot. Um, it honestly feels like they just needed something for, for suspense, as well as uh, just kind of shoehorning in something in there to fill up runtime. And, um, yeah, I, I just never really cared for that aspect. Uh, the aspect I love about this movie, the one that makes it almost a little bit better than the original, in my opinion, is the part of him trying to find a wife with Elizabeth Mitchell's Carol. Um, she starts off as the principal 
of the school that uh that Charlie is going to. Charlie ends up on the naughty list and has has it out for this principal in particular. Um so yeah, there's a big uh, uh what's the word I'm looking for? Um th there's a lot of tension between those two characters. And then um over time Scott starts to fall for Carol, Carol starts to fall for Scott. It's really sweet just like seeing them kind of uh I don't know, fall in love with each other. Uh, it's it's cheesy shit. It's Disney shit. You know, well, I guess it's not exclusive to Disney, but it's a Disney movie, so it has that Disney cheesiness to it. Uh, but I always appreciated that, especially in this film, uh, because it feels real. And there's aspects of it that just like really tug at your heartstrings. I'm not even going to lie. I cried multiple times watching this movie. I'm such a baby when it comes to Christmas movies, and especially... Um, I'm not gonna lie, I watched, uh, whoa, is that flying on my camera? Uh, but I cried watching, uh, Elf one year. Um, so yeah, that just goes to show how emotional I can get over literally nothing. The thing in Elf I got emotional over was them singing and, like, trying to bring back the Christmas spirit. Um, <clears throat> but yeah, with this movie, it, it, it's the aspects of, because if you haven't seen the film, when Carol and Scott are kind of on a date, they're going to this uh, this school Christmas party. Everybody's depressed, and he brings out a huge thing of toys and starts giving them out to people, making everybody happy. And, you know, the ride there, they were on a horse-drawn sleigh, and it started snowing, and they had hot chocolate. And it, it was just really sweet. And it's stuff like that about these types of movies, especially Christmas movies, that... Just make me feel happy and warm, and um, I don't know. This one just has a really, really nice plot to it, at least when it comes to that. That is the only thing I really care about. Also, there's a line in here that Charlie gives where he basically says, "My dad is the." Uh, he's talking about like other people's dads, saying like, "Oh, they're doctors. They're." Uh, sorry, the fly is still on my freaking phone. Get off. Um, but yeah, he, he's saying how. My dad's a doctor, or, yeah, kids are saying, oh, my dad's a doctor, my dad's, you know, the president, he didn't say that, but, and my dad's the best thing of all, and I can't tell anybody about it, and with Eric Lloyd's acting in that moment, where he's just, like, crying and shit like that, oh, my God, it got me, it got me, that got me good, <laughs> and then the moment in the end where they tell Lucy, oh, look at Santa, like, that got me, too, I mean, there's so many moments in this movie that get me, uh, but the thing that kind of maybe not confuses me, but it's maybe not even a plot hole, but it's just a, a writing thing where the fact that Carol, and this is only for the people that have seen it, so sorry if I'm spoiling it, but when Carol's just like in the North Pole and she's down, and she's just like, oh my God, Tooth Fairy, Tooth Fairy gave me a ride here, which by the way, again, I know, I'll get to that in a sec, but she's just like so cool with the fact. And then, you know, Scott's about to leave because it's Christmas Eve and he's delivering presents. She's just like, be back later. I'm just like, dude, she got cool with this so freaking quick. I mean, <laughs> I know this is a movie about like magic and shit like that, but still, like that's that's the most unrealistic thing is just how cool she was with everything when she found out. Uh, maybe not at first, but like once once things got revealed, she was like, oh my god, kind of how uh, um, Wendy Crewson's character was in the first movie where Scott didn't even, like, do anything magical to, like, make her think that he was magic. She's just like, oh, my God, it's you. I'm just like, uh, okay, uh, all right. Uh, I mean, I, I guess. Uh, the thing that confuses me in these types of movies that involve Santa Claus is the whole fact that adults don't believe in Santa Claus. And who, who fucking brings the gifts? You know? You know what I'm saying? And I know this is a, a review for Disney Channel... Christmas movie, or not a, maybe not a Disney channel, but a Disney Christmas movie, uh, but yeah, I'm gonna swear in my video, because I don't care, um, plus, you know, most kids probably aren't, I don't know, do they know about this movie? I would hope so, but I don't know, uh, I will say the first one is always gonna be and remain my favorite, uh, the, the whole Toy Santa aspect of this movie probably knocks it down quite a bit because of, uh, because of that, I just don't like it, um, so I think the first one stays on top, but this one is a very close second. It, it makes me really curious on how I'm going to like the first, or not the first, but the third, uh, because I really haven't watched that one in 
probably years. I feel like I maybe rewatched it a few years ago, but I don't remember a whole lot. I mean, it's one of those movies that's ingrained in my memory from my childhood. So there's a decent amount I remember, but I just don't remember if it was good, like good for me now, like with my objective brain, would I still like it? Or was it good for, you know, like, I don't know, nine-year-old me, you know what I mean? So I'm really curious with that one. It does have Martin Short in there as Jack Frost. But yeah, let me actually get to those other uh, those other characters. Uh, we have Art LaFleur, uh, which is an actor I feel like I've seen in a lot of stuff. His face even looked familiar, but I just can't quite put, put, a, put my finger on it. Um, I could look it up, but not at the moment. But he plays the Tooth Fairy. And uh, yeah, he, he does a pretty good job there. <laughs> He's pretty funny. I like him. He, out of all of the, the mythical beings, I guess you could say, uh, the holiday beings or whatever, um, he gets the most to do out of all of them. And I don't mind that at all. I think Art LaFleur does, does a really good job in this role. He's, he's really funny. Um, Aisha Tyler plays Mother Nature, which I think would be the second person that plays like the biggest role. But all of these people don't really get a whole lot to do. I feel like they get a little bit more to do in the third one, from what I remember. All these characters do return, so that's cool. Um, but yeah, uh, let me see here. We have Kevin Pollock as Cupid, um, one of those characters that's in there literally just for a second, because I'm sure the VFX uh, budget on that was very low, and they could only do it for a bit. Uh, but yeah, Cupid was really tiny. Uh, we have Jay Thomas as Easter Bunny, another character that was only there for a second. Michael Dorn as Sandman, another character that was only there for a second. And then there was Father Time. And uh, let me look at my notes here, because the actor was actually in the first movie, but as a different character. Uh, it was, let me see here, Peter Boyle as Mr. Whittle in the first movie plays Father Time in this movie. And uh, I don't know what was up there, but hey... He almost, I mean, you almost don't recognize him, so I think it works. But also, it's one of those things where I'm like, is he technically the same character? Like, what what are we what are we setting up here? Um, it, it does make me curious, but probably probably just recast him for a different role. I don't know, maybe, maybe, or maybe there's something more to it. Uh, if I ever talk to the writers or directors or anybody who worked on the films, I'd love to ask them that. Um, but yeah, uh, let me see what else I have to say about this movie. I don't think I have anything else really. Um, you can Im immediately tell just by starting the movie that this film, as opposed to the 1994 film does have a bigger budget, uh, much bigger budget. In fact, I would say the world building is even bigger. Um, you know, there's a whole opening sequence with the plane, which obviously doesn't look fantastic, but by 2002 standards, I'm sure that shit blew people's minds, and I'm sure it blew my mind at the time, too. Um, and I'm sure it looked very real. Um, but yeah, I mean, the effects look better in this movie, and especially the practical effects and also the set design for the North Pole in uh, particular, I, I think looks really good. I I've always loved the design of, the of Santa's workshop in these movies. It's just, like, so elaborate and so colorful, and there's so much going on and so much put into it. So, um, yeah, it's one of those sets that I'm sure isn't around anymore, but I'd love to visit. Uh, let me see here. I already talked about the plot, how he has to wife up. Um, well, let me see. Oh, yeah, Curtis, I already talked about, is introduced. Excuse me. He's the one that basically creates the Toy Santa. And he has a whole line in this movie where he's like, the desantification process has begun. And uh, that's that's basically his most iconic line in this movie. Uh, he, he's kind of a wacky character, but hey, he's kind of fun. Uh, also, his sister, Abigail Breslin, I'm pretty sure they're related, uh, shows up in the next one. Not really sure which role, if it's a big one or not, but we shall see. Um, let me see here. Yeah, I think I... Pardon me, I usually don't like to have any dead air. Um, yeah, I think that's that's everything I have in terms of notes. But yeah, uh, surprisingly, I liked it a lot more than I thought I would. Because yes, it has been a little while since I watched this movie. And um, yeah, I mean, the whole toy Santa aspect, 
I remembered not really liking that aspect of it, and that's why I was kind of reluctant, reluctant, I can't talk, reluctant <laughs> to watch this one, is because I was just like, oh, I hate that aspect. But then I kind of remembered as I started watching the whole, you know, him with, uh, with, uh, what's, what's the actress's name again? Elizabeth Mitchell, um, her character in here, and just the, uh, just seeing her with Scott and seeing their relationship form is, is the reason why I really like this movie, which it's kind of funny. And I wonder if this is, from what I remember, this is kind of a main theme through all of these movies is that, yes, Scott Calvin is Santa Claus. Um, but in a lot of these movies, he doesn't spend the whole time as Santa Claus. In the first movie, most of the time in there, he's probably Santa Claus for like 10, 15 minutes tops. In this one, he's probably Santa Claus for maybe 15, 20 minutes tops. And then in the third one, I'd imagine he's probably in there for like 30 to 40 minutes tops. Um, basically, the universe just doesn't want him to be Santa, I guess. Uh, but yeah. Uh, overall, I would give the Santa Claus to, where did I give the first one? I think I gave it like a 9.5. I think I gave it a solid 9, so I'm going to give this one an 8.5. Uh, the only reason I take it down one notch is because of the whole Toy Santa aspect that feels kind of just shoehorned in there because it's a kid's movie and they got to do something entertaining because a kid doesn't want to watch, you know, a romantic Christmas movie, which I understand. I, I totally get. So the more I talk about it, the more I'm like, yeah, maybe they needed that. But at the same time, I don't know. It, it'd be more enjoyable for me, at least, if uh, if that just wasn't in there at all. But, I mean, couldn't they make it so the whole aspect of him being desantified, I guess you could say, is the whole, like, tense tension of the movie... I feel like that should have been the tension of the movie rather than trying to have a villain to the movie. I feel like so many movies, especially as the movies go on, feel the need to have a villain. And it's like the first movie didn't necessarily have a villain. I guess you could say Neil and uh, and Laura were kind of a little bit of villains. Also, maybe the cops that arrested him at one point. But that's beside the point. I'm rambling on. Uh, but yeah, 8.5 out of 10 for The Santa Claus 2. Have you seen The Santa Claus 2? What did you think? Did you love it? Did you hate it? Are you in the middle? Have you seen any of the Santa Claus movies? And uh, for the people that haven't seen it, are you going to watch it this holiday season? Why or why not? I'd love to know. Comment down below with that. Really, anything you want to talk about, comment down below. If you have any recommendations for movies or TV shows, can't promise that I'll get to all of them, but uh, I will try to make time for it. And I mean, especially over the next couple of months, I have a lot of stuff planned. So yeah, we'll see. <laughs> What time I have for anything. I was going to watch the Adams Family movies, but I decided with releases at the theaters, I would have no time to watch any of those. So just going to have to watch Wednesday on its own. Um, a lot of things I'm trying to like shift around and figure out. But if you have any recommendations, uh, I will try to get to them. And I'm trying to start a Patreon soon. So recommendations like that, maybe I'll have like full length movie reactions and stuff like that over there. I don't know. I'm planning on doing reactions on Patreon for sure. But uh, yeah, I'm going to stop rambling. Thank you all for watching. I should be back tomorrow with my review for the Santa Claus 3, the Escape Clause. Uh, and then the day after that should be my review for the first two episodes of the Santa Clauses, which if you're watching this video, the day it comes out should come out tomorrow. Uh, but then I'll just take a day to actually watch it and review it and all that. So yeah, uh, thank you all for watching once again. Leave a like on the video, subscribe, hit that notification bell so you never miss an upload. And I will see you in the next one. All right, so The Santa Claus 3, The Escape Clause from 2006 is directed by Michael Lembeck, written by Ed Dechter and John J. Strauss, characters by Leo Benvenuti and Steve Rudnick. And before I get into the cast here, I just wanted to say there's a lot of background noise right now. Uh, where my house is, like basically right next to us, is not really a highway, but it's the country version of a highway. So there's cars going all all along that road all day long and it's loud as hell and then my neighbor was just uh weed whacking a little bit ago then there's somebody doing construction or something like a few houses down I don't even know what they're doing but it's loud as hell right now usually I try not to record during the day because of that but I uh this is the only time I had to record this review so we're just we're going with it 
But the cast for this movie is Tim Allen, of course, coming back as Santa slash Scott Calvin. Uh, we have Elizabeth Mitchell coming back from the last film as Mrs. Claus slash Carol Calvin. Uh, we have Eric Lloyd coming back from the first and second film, uh, the, the son to Scott Calvin, Charlie. Uh, Spencer Breslin coming back from the last film as Curtis. Um, who was it? David Crumholtz as Bernard. He does not return in this film. However, he will return in the Santa Clauses. Uh, who else do we have in here? Liliana Mummy uh, returns as Lucy Miller from the last film. Uh, let me see here. We got Anne Margaret as Sylvia Newman and Alan Arkin as Bud Newman, the parents to Carol Calvin. Uh, who else do we have here? Abigail Breslin comes in for a little bit as Trish, which is the sister to Spencer Breslin, also in this movie. Um, we got Art LaFleur, Art LaFleur as Tooth Fairy coming back from the last movie. Aisha Tyler as Mother Nature coming back from the last movie. Kevin Pollock coming back as Cupid from the last movie. Jay Thomas coming back as Easter Bunny from the last movie. Michael Dorn coming back as Sandman from the last movie. Uh, Peter Boyle coming back as Father Time from the last movie. And then introducing to the cast in this film as the villain of the film is Martin Short as Jack Frost. Um, so yeah, in the last film they introduced all these other, you know, holiday icons. And I guess Sandman isn't really a holiday icon, but you know what I mean there. Uh, all these different icons from different holidays and, and different lore and whatnot. Um, they introduced them all in the last one. The one they didn't introduce was Jack Frost. And obviously he was brought into this movie, brilliantly played by Martin Short. Um, I don't know if that character would have worked as well if Martin Short hadn't played him. I think this movie definitely isn't the best out of all three. In fact, I'd say the order of how good they are goes in order of, uh, of the actual film. So the first one's the best, second one isn't great, third one not so not so good. Um, but I do like a lot about the second one. In fact, there's elements of it that I like more than the first. Uh, but the first is such a classic, you just can't top it. Um, but yeah, the whole Toy Santa aspect of the last film, I, I just really didn't care for. And this movie in particular, I just didn't fully love the whole Jack Frost thing in this movie. Um, I, I don't know. This, this one just isn't quite a winner for me. For not many reasons I can quite explain, other than just the whole Jack Frost thing in there. While he's played well by Martin Short and he's a fun character, um, I don't know. It doesn't really feel necessary for these types of movies to have a villain in it. And that's why I didn't like the Toy Santa aspect of the last movie. And that's kind of why, kind of why I don't like Jack Frost in this movie. Why can't we just have Tim Allen be Santa Claus? But that's also kind of a theme in these movies is that in the first one, you only get maybe like I don't know, 10, 15 minutes of uh, Tim Allen actually being Santa Claus. In the second one, you get maybe like 20 to 25 minutes of him being Santa Claus. In this one, you get like 30, 40 to 45 minutes of him being Santa Claus. Um, so it's kind of a theme that in these movies, it, it just keeps wanting to take him away from being Santa Claus. It's like the universe doesn't want him to be Santa Claus. Um, so that's kind of a nice theme that they carried through all of the movies, pretty much. Whether it was done on purpose, I don't know, but, um, wow. Loud UPS truck passing by. Gotta love it. Uh, not enough noise, apparently. But, yeah, there's, there's so many different things going on in this movie. Basically, you have Scott Calvin saying he, he wishes he'd never been Santa, and basically they go back in time, like, 12 years to the night where Santa fell off the roof and and Scott put on the coat, and instead Jack Frost put the coat on, and then he became Santa, and then it jumps forward in time, and then he's Santa, and things are crazy, and the North Pole's like a whole amusement park. Um, it, it's crazy for sure. These movies definitely get crazier and crazier as they go along. Um, and again, like, they, they don't quite get better as they go along either. Uh, the second one, like, most of that movie I do like, but with this one it just... It takes, takes it to a point where I'm like, yeah, I don't really want to rewatch this one every Christmas. Like, uh, the only reason I'm rewatching this one is because I'm rewatching all of them in preparation for the Santa Clauses, which I don't even know how much of this is really going to be. I mean, I imagine all the movies will be quote unquote canon in the show, but like, I don't know how much of that is actually going to be addressed. 
I'm guessing we're probably not going to see Martin Short as Jack Frost or technically by the end of the movie kind of changes just a little bit. But um, <clears throat> yeah, let me see here. Uh, Carol's pregnant in this movie, so Scott is going to have a kid and that kind of sets up things for the Santa Clauses, which I'm sure wasn't in the plans. Um, I'm sure a, a show on Disney Plus wasn't the plan because Disney Plus probably wasn't even thought of by this point. Um, but I'm sure there were plans to try and carry on the franchise. Um, but after this one, I'm sure people were just like, eh, do we really need it? And also, uh, Tim Allen had played in this role for so many years, uh, like 12 years, right? It would be 12 years. Um, so he's been in the role for a while. I'm sure he would want to break from it to do other things. Also, there's Toy Story that he did in between this. So, um, lots of Disney stuff, but yeah, overall, I mean, it doesn't have the worst plot of basically having Santa not be Santa any, anymore and then having this other guy become Santa and then him having to try to stop this guy and, you know, make everything right again. It, it was nice. But also, the thing about it is, like, the reason why he didn't want to be Santa, the reason why he said it was because there were so many things going on. There were so many issues, not only with the work, uh, the workshop, which Jack Frost had a hand in making crazy, but also with this family, and just because he reversed the whole thing with Jack Frost doesn't mean that there weren't still those issues with this family, so he comes back, and he's, like, all happy and stuff, and everything's perfect, and I'm like, does it really seem like it was resolved, though? Not really, they didn't really talk it out, but, um, I mean, it's a Disney movie, it's made for kids, it's not made for adults by any means, but here I am as an adult reviewing it for you on YouTube, so, Overall, I would give this movie, I forget what I gave the other ones. The first one, I'd probably give like a 9 out of 10. I don't know if that's what I scored it when I actually reviewed it. The second one, I'd give like an 8 to an 8.5. This one, I'd probably give like maybe a 5.5 to a 6. Um, yeah, I mean, it's not my favorite. I would much rather watch the first two. Um, like if I were going to rewatch them for Christmas time, I'd probably just stick to watching the first one in terms of like how much time I have to do it, especially with watching new things all the time. But um, <clears throat> the second one, if I had time, I would watch that one too, because I do quite like that. Uh, but this one is the one I feel like I could skip out on. And hopefully I don't feel that way about the Santa Clauses, but I have a feeling I might like that show. Uh, but yeah, that will be my review for tomorrow. Uh, I'll be reviewing the first two episodes of the Santa Clauses, uh, at least if you're watching this video the day it's posted. Um, so yeah, stay tuned for that. Leave a like on the video, subscribe, hit that notification bell so you never miss an upload, and I will see you in the next one. All right, so the first two episodes of The Santa Clauses are available now on Disney+, Plus, and this will be my review for those first two episodes. Uh, just want to say this right off the bat, not sure if I'm going to be covering this show week to week. Uh, if you really want me to, comment down below, and if I get enough people saying that, that they want me to cover it week to week, then I will. Uh, but I'll most likely be watching this week to week, so by next week, by the episode of next week, if I feel like it's worth covering week to week, then maybe I will. Uh, but yeah, if if I don't really feel like it's necessary, then I'll just wait for the whole show to be wrapped up and then do a series review. Uh, but yeah, obviously in the show we have Tim Allen returning as Scott Calvin slash Santa Claus. Uh, we also have Elizabeth Mitchell returning as Cal uh, Carol Calvin slash Mrs. Claus. Uh, who else is returning here? I uh, haven't seen him yet, so a bit of a spoiler for the first two episodes, this character doesn't show up. Uh, David Krumholtz as Bernard the Elf, which we all know is going to be in here because of the trailers we saw, if you watch the trailers. Uh, and then also in the show, which I guess this is a bit of a spoiler to say, but you do see this character in the first two episodes, Eric Lloyd as Charlie Calvin, the son to Scott Calvin, and the son that you saw in the original uh first film which i think it's really cool that 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 actor is coming back as that character even if it's just for a couple of episodes um but again just good to see him i'm very nostalgic for the first movie and you know a little less nostalgic but still nostalgic for the second one and third one just no no thank you um but I do have a lot of nostalgia for these films, especially around the winter time, around the Christmas time. Um, I always rewatch at least the first film. Um, so for people that are fans of 
the originals. There's going to be a lot here just in the first two episodes where you're like, oh my god, and it's going to make you so nostalgic because that's what it did for me. It almost made me emotional how nostalgic I was getting. And I, it was like tapping into nostalgia that I didn't even really know I had. Um, I mean, I kind of know I had nostalgia for this movie, but I didn't know how how much nostalgia. Uh, but yeah, this is definitely like the original Santa Claus is definitely one of my favorite Christmas movies. Uh, probably in my top three, along with Home Alone and, and Elf, of course. Um, but yeah, that's it for returning characters uh, slash actors. Uh, as for new people, we have Austin Kane as Buddy slash Cal, which is one of the children to Scott Calvin in the show uh, being introduced. And that was actually the kid that was being born at the end of the last film, um, the third film, I should say. Um, not the same actor, obviously, or at least I don't think so. But yeah, cool to see one of those children in here. And then the other, Elizabeth Allen Dick as Sandra, who is the actual real-life daughter of Tim Allen. I believe this is her acting debut. Uh, so very cool to see her in this show, acting alongside her dad as the daughter in the show and the daughter in real life. I think that's very neat. Uh, we also have Cal Penn coming into this show as Simon Choksi. I think that's how you say it. Um, yeah. Cal Penn, I like him. I, I do like Cal Penn. I'm not, I'm not being like, uh, I'm, I'm not, what's, what's the word I'm looking for? Um, why can't I remember the, the word I'm looking for? Sarcastic. There we go. I'm not being sarcastic. I really do like Cal Penn. Um, yeah, I'll, I'll just leave it at that because there's something that's kind of, uh, I don't know. I don't want to get into it yet. Uh, but yeah, I don't know if I want to get into it at all, but Maybe I will. I don't know. We'll see. Uh, Rapali Red as Grace, which is the daughter to Simon. Uh, we have Devin Bright as Noel. Uh, Matilda Lawler as Betty, uh, which is pretty much the head elf. And she's she's very cool in the show. I like her so far. Um, but yeah, that's, that's pretty much the main cast for now. And uh, there's not a whole lot of... Like, there's not a huge cast on the IMDb page. And there's some stuff that might spoil you, so I wouldn't recommend going there. Um... But, yeah, it makes me wonder if, like, the whole cast isn't actually on IMDb. I wonder if there's more to it. I wonder if there's, like, more cameos we might see. Who knows? Um, but, yeah, like I said before, if you have any nostalgia, if you grew up watching or if you're, like, you watch these with your kids or whatever growing up or, you know, as an adult, whatever it might be, if you like the original film or any of the films after that, you're going to have a lot of nostalgia for this one. Um, you're, you're going to have a lot of things in there that you enjoy. It, it's kind of like <laughs> Marvel in a way where they have the callbacks and the Easter eggs. And that's exactly what they have here. And it works really well if you're into that kind of thing. But if you're the kind of person where it's like, oh, nostalgia for nostalgia's sake, I don't, I don't care about that. You might not like this very much, but for me personally, I'm, I'm a sucker for that kind of stuff. Uh, most of the time. Uh, and in this, I think it works really well and it, they bring things back and they, they just surprise you and you're just like, of course, like you wouldn't think that would be in the show, but the fact that they did it just makes you feel so happy. Um, and, and that's really the theme of the show. I mean, there's stuff going on in here where Santa might be retiring. We saw that in the, in the trailer. Um, and, and things are going crazy at the North Pole and things aren't too great with this family either. Uh, doesn't really seem to quite be there as much as a dad or a husband. Um, his family isn't, uh, too happy being at the North Pole anymore. And also he's starting to lose his magic. So he decides, all right, I'm going to retire and it's time to find somebody new. Um, yeah, uh, I mean, there's, there's stuff I have written down here that I don't necessarily know if I want to get into or not because of spoilers, I want people to be able to watch this. I know there's going to be the people that wait to watch it until it's closer to Christmas. There's going to be people that wait to watch it until all the episodes are out, which, again, closer to Christmas. Um, and then there's just going to be people that, you know, couldn't get to it as quick as me. So I want to give them time to watch it. So I'm not going to get into the 
things I really could, the details about the episodes that I, I really liked and the things, well, I guess some of the stuff I don't like so far, I mean, I'd probably have to watch both episodes again, but just some of the humor in there, I mean, it's, it's like, it's new humor. They got a lot of like VR jokes and stuff, jokes about, um, you know, Gen Z and whatnot. And it's just like, why aren't kids the same as they were before? And I'm just like, okay. I mean, there, there's some nice commentary from Tim Allen as Scott Calvin talking about things he sees. Like, you know, people aren't believing as much anymore. The Naughty Nice list is getting smaller every year. Um, you know, things aren't looking up for, for being Santa or for being an elf or for Christmas or anything right now. And uh, he's just looking around just like... Why, why can't everything just, you know, go back to the way it was and be the same? But, you know, things change, I guess, and that's kind of the theme of the show. Um, and it's also funny, the thing I didn't notice before when I was thinking about the show, and, like, you could have taken this from the trailer. I personally could have taken this from the trailer. And I said this in my reviews, is that in the first movie, you get maybe, like, 15 minutes tops of Scott Calvin actually being Santa. In the second movie, you maybe get like 25 minutes tops of Scott Calvin being Santa. In the third movie, you get 30 to 45 minutes of him being Santa. And uh, in this one so far, he's always he's still been Santa the whole time in, in these first two episodes. But the whole theme of these movies, it seems like, is the universe just doesn't want Scott Calvin to be Santa. Think about it. In all these situations in the first movie... You know, uh, you know, that one was kind of on him. He just kind of didn't even believe he was Santa himself. He believed that uh, he, he didn't even know what to believe. And the second one, he had to go find a wife. And so he was being desantified. And then they had the whole toy Santa aspect where the toy Santa was running the North Pole while he was trying to find a wife. Elizabeth Mitchell played by, or Elizabeth Mitchell, who plays Carol Calvin, um, which I love that aspect of that movie. Um, and the third one, you have Jack Frost make Scott Calvin say he doesn't want to be, or wish that he'd never been Santa, and so they kind of go back in time, and then Jack Frost becomes Santa, and so in all of these cases, in all of these movies, and now the show, it, it's a case of, oh, well, it's just all about him not being Santa anymore, not starting to become normal, you know what I mean? Um, so yeah, I, I just thought that was interesting. I thought, I think that's an interesting theme that they've carried through all the films and now to the show is that it's all about Scott Calvin either being Santa or not being Santa. And most of the time it's about not being Santa. Um, so I, I think that's interesting. I don't know. But yeah, I, I, I bet a lot of people never really thought about that, but that's just something I think about with these movies. I'm just like, each of these movies, except for maybe the first one, because the first one was more about him not believing, and then he started gaining weight and started believing and all that, you know what I mean? Um, and the second one, like I said before, he starts being desantified because he has to have a wife or else he can't be sane anymore. And then, uh, yeah, I already talked about the third one, but, you know, like, it's, it's just one of those things where the universe just really doesn't want him to be Santa, and I don't really know why. And in this show, it seems even more so. And it has me so curious to see what's going to happen next. Because I have it written right here. I'm so sad it's over. That's what I wrote after I finished episode two. Because I just wanted to see where it went next. And it ended on kind of a cliffhanger. And the first one kind of did too. But, um, I mean, the first one, the cliffhanger was so obvious. You were just like, that's, no. Obviously not. But, um, in the second one, you're just like, oh my god, what's happening? Um, so it, it just makes me excited to see what's next for the show. And that's a good thing. When a show can make you excited to watch the next episode and make you anticipate it, that is when you know a show is doing something right. And I think the show, for the most part, just in these first two episodes so far, is doing something right. Uh, but it is too early to tell whether the show will be fantastic or just kind of mediocre. So we really have to wait and see. Um... I mean, I I thought, well, I just uh, had a weird stutter there. <laughs> um, I have hope for this show. 
but there's also some parts of me where I'm a little bit nervous about the direction the show could go in and try to have too much kind of meta humor, like the whole Peyton Manning stuff in there. You saw him in the trailer. When he shows up, I don't know how to feel about that. Because at that point, you're just getting goofy and you're just like, you're just putting people in there for the sake of, oh, look at this guy. Um, so I hope they don't do too much of that. But we'll really have to wait and see. Uh, another thing, oh, sorry. My battery's getting low there, Maya. My notification just came up. But the thing I would love to see is them actually bring back these characters that they've established in earlier movies. Like, I'm happy enough they bring back Eric Lloyd for an episode or two. I'm happy enough if they bring back David Krumholtz for, like, a couple episodes. Even just one. Um, but I would love to see, like, you know, um, Scott's ex-wife. I would love to see Neil. I can't remember her name at the moment. Um... Yeah, is it Nancy? I think that might be the name of the actress. Yeah, Nancy Crewson as... I think it starts with the W. Can't remember at the moment, but her character and Neil, I would also love to see, like, um, uh, what's her face? The the little redhead girl. Um, why can't I remember any names right now? I just watched it not that long ago. Um, but yeah, I'd like to see her, too. Um, I'm still trying to remember her name. It's not Susie. I don't think so. Eh, whatever. Uh, but yeah, like the Mother Nature and like Father Time and Jack Frost even. Martin Short could come back. That would be awesome. Um, and the thing I'm also curious about is if they have plans for a second season. Or if they're just going to stop it here. I have a feeling they're just going to stick with this and it'll be a limited series. But who knows? Maybe they could end up doing more. And uh, I'm down for that. If it ends up being a new Santa, I mean, if they're going to try to go in the direction, and it seems like they're going in this direction of making somebody else Santa, you'd think that they'd have plans for at least another season or two, or maybe another movie with the new Santa. Like, that's basically what they're doing with Hocus Pocus. If you didn't see the end of that, I mean, they're basically setting up those those girls that were in there to be the the stars of the franchise going forward and i mean they've done that disney's been doing that with so much shit lately and sorry i didn't mean to swear uh you know this this easily could have been a review that kids would watch but hey uh oh well but yeah um so far so good and it, it's a little too early to tell whether the show will really really be good or not but We'll really have to wait and see. So I won't give it a ranking or anything yet. I'll wait until the whole whole series is out to do that. But have you seen the first two episodes of The Santa Clauses? What did you think? Did you love them? Did you hate them? Are you in the middle? Um, I definitely very much like them. Wouldn't say I love them yet. A lot of me watching shows is how do I feel overall? And it's hard to completely tell when you just have first, like, two, two episodes, you know? Um, so we'll really have to wait and see, at least for me. Um, again, I don't know if I'll review these week to week, but if you guys really want me to, I will. And like I said, I'll probably be watching them week to week. So if I watch the next one, the next, or if I watch the next episode next week and I feel like it's worth talking about, then I will. But, uh, yeah, I'll let you guys know. Thank you all for watching. Leave a like on the video, subscribe, hit that notification bell so you never miss an upload. And I will see you in the next one. Thank you all so much for listening. That is the end of this episode. Once again, I'm on Facebook and Instagram and YouTube at The Film Punch. Uh, if you want all these reviews earlier, also in video form, head over to my YouTube channel at The Film Punch once again, uh, trying to convert everybody over to the YouTube channel because for those of you who don't know, this podcast will be ending at episode 200. So everything I will be doing, pretty much everything I'll be doing uh, after this podcast ends will be mainly on YouTube. So definitely head over there once again for the third time it's at the film punch on youtube so i would love it if you guys would go subscribe comment on whatever videos you watch leave a like do all that stuff um but yeah thank you all so much for listening once again i'll be back in the next episode to review the menu possibly she said i don't know if i'm going to be able to get to that one as well as bones and all uh those are two that i don't know if i'll be able to get to uh just for the sake of time 
Uh, but the menu definitely seems like one I do want to check out. When it comes to dramas, I typically tend to skip them a lot of the time. Like, I've been skipping dramas lately, like Amsterdam and uh, in Armageddon Time until just because they don't do as well. Dramas don't do as well for reviews and stuff like that. It's more the kind of crazy horror, comedy, all action, Marvel, all that kind of stuff. So I typically try to just watch things, especially lately, that I think will do well on the channel. Uh, but yeah, if you want me to watch a movie, go over to my YouTube channel and comment down below. Tell me, hey, I want you to watch this. I'll try to fit time in my schedule to do so. Or head over to my Instagram and direct message me and just, yeah, tell me there. Uh, but yeah, once again, thank you all for listening. I will see you in the next one. Mm -hmm.